You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast, where you'll learn step by step how to meet and seduce beautiful women. Women, whether you're looking for one night of fun, a week long fling, or a long term relationship. I'm your host, Trip, and the episode starts now. Hello, and welcome to the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. Today, we have a very special interview with a new dating coach on the scene, which is rare. Usually, I'm interviewing people who've been around for a long time, but this new woman, her name is Selena Bond, has really made an impression on me, and she's got a lot of great things to say. And this interview is uh, its very interesting because you know we start by talking you know, about the you know ways that a, a woman will test a man's masculinity. So we talk a lot about feminine and masculine, how you can tap into your masculine, and then it goes off into this really awesome tangent where we talk about mindfulness and presence and ego, and it's a really nice flow. And I think you're going to get some nuggets here, some good nuggets of wisdom. So you know, like always, make sure you got something to take notes on, something to take away here, because uh, we get deep. And we talk about some good stuff that is going to help you. So let's get into it. I'm not going to waste any more time. This is my interview with Selena Bond. Miss Selena Bond, how are you? I'm great, Trip. How are you? Fantastic. So excited to have you on the show. We've been talking now for the past like two to three months to get mm-hmm. you on here. And uh, you know, you should feel special because I've been telling people left and right <laughs> that I'm not interviewing people right now, um, which I'm really not. I did do an interview last week, but the interviews are kind of few and far between. But when I when mm-hmm. I talk to people and connect with people like yourself and I feel like they got something really cool to say, I definitely I love to have them on. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I have been listening to your podcast for like over half a year now. And I told you about that. If I was like a little bit of a silent fangirl. And while I was kind of building my own business, I was listening to your podcast on the beach in Hawaii. And it's so strange that when we started talking, I was like, wow, I feel like I'm just talking to the podcast, like on the phone. It was a very strange thing for me. Right, right. So yeah. it's so exciting to now actually be on the podcast. Look at that. It's so cool. And that's, that's, a, that's a great place to listen to the podcast on the beach in Hawaii. And and yeah, you're on now, and you're at, at the making of this podcast episode. You're, I'd say, a more new dating coach on the scene. You've been mm-hmm. uh, now a coach for what, like six months or mm-hmm. something like yeah, that, right? That. Mm-hmm. So maybe tell the guys a little bit about yourself, and you know what you teach, and the kind of guys you help, and all that good stuff. Sure. So I've, as much as this has been a, a new business for me within the past six months, I built kind of my website and um, have been relocating to kind of build my brand. I have been doing this through referrals and through friends and family and strangers on the street for two years now. And that kind of started when I was in Australia and I shifted my energy, not to kind of get into too much about like my past, but oh, I moved to Australia after kind of um, modeling and I wanted to kind of start fresh and start a new life. And I changed my energy and I just was completely open to moving across the world by myself. I'm originally from Canada and getting a working visa there and just starting fresh. And this energy opened up so many opportunities for me. And I felt like people were drawn to me 
And people would come up to me on the streets, on the beach, and they would just feel so comfortable speaking with me. And not just speaking with me, like trying to get to know me. They would share intimate details about their relationship with me. And at this time, I was also reading a lot of Eckhart Tolle books, and I was reading a lot of different books on relationships. And I just felt so drawn to helping these people, and they were really open to accepting that help from me. And some of them would come back and find me, even these strangers, and they would tell me like, hey, I kind of applied what you said, or I ended up reading the five love languages and how their lives had changed. And I never thought it could be a career for me because I thought, no, I'm going to be a writer, I'm going to be an actor. You know, I have a background in communication, so I'll kind of just do something like a more stable job. But I was like, why can't I live out my passion and my purpose in life and create a business for myself out of this gift that I have? It's such an intuitive gift, me being able to kind of read people and read their energies and then help them with the knowledge that I know. And it kind of just stemmed from there. And then when things didn't kind of work out with the visa in Australia, I kind of was like, okay, now I'm going to start from scratch, rebuild my life, relocate, start a new job. What do I want to do? And I decided to do this. And that's kind of the long, short story of it. And now I have clients in New York, in LA. I had some in Germany, kind of a little bit of everywhere. And I'm starting to put out more YouTube content. And they're just coming to me and getting a really new, fresh perspective, I like to think, on dating because there's a lot of great male coaches like Trip, like yourself out there. And I just think that I have a different niche in this market as a young female perspective, but also from an energetic perspective because I believe that all human beings, all exchanges in this planet, it's all based on energy. And it's so important to know how to balance these energies within relationships, but also how to communicate these energies and how you're feeling within relationships. So besides working kind of with energies and feminine and masculine energies, I'm also working with helping men improve on their emotional intelligence because they're so confused. They're like, I don't understand women. I don't know what women want. And women want emotional intelligence in a man, 100%. Besides masculine energy, they want emotional intelligence. So that is something that I work with men on to kind of balance that. And besides all of that, another kind of thing that has really, um, I guess, catapulted me at the beginning was helping men with their Tinder profiles. That has been a bit of um, an epidemic in this uh, society today. Kind of just, not even just the pictures that men are posting. And um, I kind of help men with that as well. Because women can kind of just tell by looking at a photo if a man is has masculine energy or not. And if they're going to swipe left or right, it's not so much based on attraction as much as people think it is. And also bios. Men think, oh, nobody reads bios. Women love reading. Women read bios. So men need to understand their audience and they need to understand women. And as much as women are all about physical attraction, just as much as men, like women love to read and they want to know what a guy is about and they want to know what they can talk about and what they have in common. So that is really important as well. So I definitely help men on the online dating aspect as well. Cool. That's awesome. And you and I, we have frequent conversations about the idea of masculine energy, feminine energy, and that's what we're going to be really diving into today is, is how a woman tests a man's masculinity. And what mm-hmm. that means to me when I hear something like that is simply, is she in the presence of the masculine? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Maybe you can answer this. I have answers, but you're the guest today. So maybe you can help <laughs> the guys understand why does a woman want to be in the presence of masculine energy? Mm-hmm. Why, why should a man even bother? Why is that important? Mm-hmm. Just to kind of preface all of this, you are never going to be a whole being because as a feminine energy and as a masculine energy, you're never really whole. And that's why we seek out our opposite. And even when you're with a masculine man, a masculine and a feminine together, it seems that you have found this wholeness. But this wholeness isn't really forever, if that kind of makes any sense. So I know you always have to come, become whole within yourself, but women just want to kind of feel like they are a part of something whole. And so do men. And so that's why they're going to test to feel your masculine core because through discovering your masculinity, she comes to understand her own femininity. And that's what makes her feel really comfortable and be open and vulnerable. And when she's really open and vulnerable, it allows the man to also let down his guard. And then that's when he's able to open up emotionally to a woman and kind of they form that bond of what appears to be wholeness on this planet. Cool. Yeah. I mean, and what I would say is very similar. Just the other word I would use is attraction. When the, mm-hmm. fem- when the fe- like you're saying she gets kind of, she feels whole. That's an interesting way of putting it. I kind of like that, like this wholeness. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, that is what, that is what attraction is. Like, that's what that feels like, you know, where she can't feel attracted or have that completeness if she's not in the presence of a man who is putting out his masculine energy, which we all have, we can all tap into. Mm-hmm. And I think today you're going to be giving some tips on how guys can do that because there's a few things that women are looking for. Yes. They're seeking out, they're kind of waiting for it. Maybe you're waiting for it a little bit more consciously because you're a coach. <laughs> so maybe like a woman isn't literally thinking these things, but on a subconscious level, she is. And at the end of a date or the end of an initial interaction, She's just going to look at it as, oh, I was into this guy or I wasn't into this guy. But really, exactly. deep down inside, on the more scientific level, so to speak, is was he in his masculine or was he not? Because the feminine is pulled into the masculine when attraction occurs. So that's the very simple way to put it. A great book, yes. by the way, to reference a lot of this stuff that I would recommend is The Way of the Superior Man. I've recommended it. Mm-hmm. I made a video all about it just because the that stuff is talked about on there. So anyone listening, great book to check out if you're like, wait, what is all this masculine feminine stuff? That will explain it very well. But for now, Selena, why don't you give us some of the uh, tests and things that women look for? And I know you got some good ones, so go for <laughs> it. Yes, and I just want to preface this by saying most of the tests are not really actions because the feminine energy is the being energy while the masculine energy is more of the doing energy and the action energy. So a woman kind of tests by doing less or she should if she's more in her feminine energy. So for example, you're at a bar and a woman is kind of making eye contact with you. She wants you to come over. That's kind of a subtle silent test in a way. Are you going to pick up on that or are you going to kind of just shy away from it? So say you go over to the girl. She's definitely going to test you by um, an action word by saying, 
are you flirting with me? Or are you coming over to ask me out? Or what are you doing over here? Or did you come over to, I don't know, buy me a drink? Like she'll say something like that just to kind of test to see what you're going to do. And in this moment, you have to make a decision. You know, are you going to now lead her and and make the decisions and be decisive and be like, yeah, I'm going to get you a drink. Of course, I'm going to ask for your number. Like she wants to kind of see what you are going to do. Because there's always going to be someone who's leading the interaction and someone who's going to be more following. And the man should, in this instance, be the leader. So she's testing your masculine core there for sure. So that's the first kind of initial stage. The next one would be with texting because women should be um, a little bit more leaning back and not saying as much. And the purpose of texting, as much as you can kind of build a little bit of rapport, especially when you're online dating, a little bit of banter is always great. See if you have some things in common. The number one thing with texting is just to make the date. Set the date, set the time, set the place. The women want you to handle all of that, all of that. So by her leaning back, she wants to see if you're going to be the man and just make a decision decisive and she doesn't have to worry about anything. That's all women want. She doesn't want to have to wonder when you're getting together or, you know, what place are you going to pick me up? Like you should take care of all of that if you want her to be in her feminine energy and be really relaxed and comfortable with you. So that's kind of the second test is by her kind of leaning back and doing nothing. So you told me, Selena, we were talking earlier that sometimes a girl will text a guy and say to him, you know, hey, so when are we meeting? Where are we going? Like she, she likes the guy. She's interested. So she's kind of giving him, she's kind of helping him out a little bit. But what's happening there? Like when a girl is texting him that, like what's happening there? First of all, a woman should never have to say that because you should have already planned and picked the time and place. So if that did happen, then that's a sign that... You haven't done your job. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the last one would be paying for the check. Woman, if you're going to ask a girl out on a date it's polite to also take care of the check. It's also polite for the woman to offer, but for you as a man to kind of turn down that offer and maybe not even let her offer in that sense and kind of just kind of take the check, kind of put it aside and, and, you know, you can handle it in that moment or you can handle it if she's gone to the bathroom or just handle it right there. Like just do it. I think that is a really masculine way to show that you are controlling and leading the day and letting her enjoy the moment and really be in the moment and be in her feminine energy. And of course, I know that a really masculine man is going to enjoy doing that and looking after your girl, especially on the first date. You want to impress. Plus, the biggest point to this is that it's like foreplay. Like the whole point of dates is obviously to, you know, meet a girl and have fun and then eventually hook up. And what whether that's on the first date or the third date or whatever it is, like a guy paying for a check is like the biggest foreplay you could ever do. Why is she so turned on? So it doesn't on just by all that. start back at the apartment or in the bedroom. Like it starts when you're on the date and even beforehand. You doing all of these things, planning the date and her kind of testing your masculinity, that's all foreplay for her. That all turns her on when you're leading and taking control. Okay, so I think that guys have to understand this. You know, yes, there are some women out there who are looking for free meals. But that is 
a very, very small exception. I think it's rare. But you know what? Do not, do not put that in your Tinder profile because I've seen that so many times and it turns women right off. What? Guys will put in their Tinder bio that they're not looking for girls that just want free meals. Why would you put that? Wait, a girl puts that in her bio. It's like projecting. I've seen girls put it in their bios as well, but a lot of men are saying they don't want women who are just there for the free meals. It's like they're projecting onto the woman before they even have a chance to match with them. Right. No. Don't put that out into the universe. Yeah, totally. That's that's not something you want to put on there. I mean, really, guys have to understand that women are not looking for that. Okay. Generally speaking, women are not looking for free drinks and free meals. Okay. They're not like walking away, turned on from the date, like, oh my God, he paid for me. Oh, that's so hot. I didn't have to spend money tonight. No, it's what Selena is saying is the just act of doing it, of taking care mm-hmm. of uh, be leading and being in charge. The, the actual act, not the result of it, not the result that she didn't have to use her money, but the act of it is displaying masculine. Okay, so that's why mm-hmm. I believe it's really awesome to do that. And yeah, it is, it is a nice thing to do as well. But, you know, most importantly, it's what helps, you know, display the masculine. And, you know, I'd say a little test on my end is to see how she reacts to it. You know, does she try to split it with you? Okay, you know, how fast does she say thank you? Like, if you just took care of it so fast that she doesn't ever get the chance to offer you know, is she very thankful or does she not say anything? Mm-hmm. And if she doesn't say anything, does she ever say thank you? That's a big, big turnoff if a woman doesn't do that. Yeah. You know, and that and that's your test, by the way. That's that's your test as a guy. Yes. To see her reaction <laughs> to it. Right. Always be appreciative. Always on both sides. Yes, exactly. So yeah, Selena, I like this. I mean, really what we're talking about here is yeah, the, the masculine traits of taking charge and leading. I mean, that to me is what I'm gathering is the kind of common mm-hmm. theme throughout all these little things that are happening, you know. Can I just also make a comment on what you were saying about the free meals? Please. What we were kind of saying before. A lot of guys on Tinder have come up to me so jaded because they're like, women well, don't just want, you know, free meals, free drinks. You know, I'm not finding good quality on here. They're just going after looks. I'm not that attractive. I'm not going to get anyone. It all comes down to trusting yourself that you're going to match with the right person, attract the right person, build chemistry and rapport with the right person. And if you're uh, after all of that and you're still going on a date with this person, like you should trust in yourself enough to know that this girl is going to appreciate you and be the kind of woman that you're looking for. And if it's not, why are you going out with them and wasting your time? Like, as much as online dating and dating in general is a numbers game and really getting to know a lot of people and seeing what's for you, go for quality over quantity and really take the time to make sure this person's going to appreciate what you're doing for her and that it's not just a free meal ticket. So, if you're just going on purely on looks and you're not really learning how to build attraction in other ways, like you need to kind of rethink your strategy and maybe why you're in the place that you're in and kind of work on your trust with yourself. Yeah, totally. No, totally. You know, I think I think a lot of these guys too are they're really afraid. 
I think, to step into their masculine. And they're, they're not thinking it from the masculine point of view. They're not thinking to themselves, I'm afraid to step into my masculine. No, they're just afraid to put themselves out there because that's what a lot of masculine mm-hmm. energy is. It's, be, it's very proactive. It's putting yourself out there. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, why don't people like to put themselves out there? Because there's a possibility of getting rejected. Right? There's a possibility of screwing up, of making a mistake. Right? If you just kind of sit back and do nothing. But that's all tied to the ego. Talk about that for a second. Rejection. Rejection's tied to the ego. If you leave your ego aside, like you, you're fearless in that sense. Like you don't have anything to worry about or cling on to. Right. Would you, do you have any tips for guys to be able to work through that? To work through, you know, the ego standing in the way, which is really standing in the way of letting them step mm-hmm. into the masculine energy. I have a background in acting and modeling. I've heard the word no in my life a million times, as I'm sure so many other people have, whether that's through jobs or dating, whatever. You just have to know it's like it it's not about you. So if a woman rejects you, like it, what? So she says, no, it's not about you. It's just about her in that moment. And it's just not the right fit. So why? You, there's no reason to get hurt over it. There's no reason to, to, to have your ego hurt. It's like, you can just move on from that. It's like when you have, Eckhart Tolle says, when you have all of these thoughts in your head and you're saying horrible things about yourself or horrible things about others, like those are just like thoughts and emotions that you can just like watch float on by like it doesn't affect you you are not your thoughts you are not your mind it's just something that kind of flashes into your head and you can easily let just scroll on by so if a girl says no it's just like okay and you just let her go and you just move on with your day like it's not a big deal when you're tying your ego and your emotions to everything and getting all wrapped up that's when you have more of a problem and you're not identifying with yourself your whole self. Yeah, yeah. Really, guys are just, they're taking it too personally. Really, they're taking it too personally. Yeah. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, we're not talking about a five-year long-term relationship where something happened and she's rejecting you. That's a whole other can of worms. But we're just talking about the beginning stages. When you first meet a girl, she has no idea who you are. I don't care if you've been on four to five dates with her. She still doesn't really know who you are deep down inside. She can't. She mm-hmm. needs a lot more time. So her rejecting you but or not even if she does you, know you. Trip, what if she what if she does know you? Say you are in a relationship for five years and she breaks up with you and she knows you as a whole person. Then what? That's a good question. I I I would love some thoughts on that on your end. I, think, I have some thoughts. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think it depends. I think it depends what the situation is. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you did something wrong, you know, if, if you were the culprit and you did something in the relationship, again, this is, there's so many different things you could have done, you know, but she's just not finding herself attracted to anymore. I mean, I kind of go military style with this and I say, all right. You know, let's just be really honest with ourselves and look at what we did and let's not blame her. Let's, you know, but, but again, try not to take it so personally. It's like, yeah, you did some things, you screwed some things up, but look at that more as, okay, that's not necessarily me. 
that's something I did. That's something that I can improve upon. I know I'm being vague here because it all depends on how they got broken up with and what they did in the relationship, you Mm -hmm. know, but if they were not. But you know what? That's interesting. I'm hearing this male perspective from you, which I love hearing. And then it's funny to kind of hear how I feel about it because you're just talking a lot about actions. What did they do in the relationship? What, you know, very militant style you're saying. It's about how you feel in that moment. And men need to understand emotional intelligence in the sense that you have feelings within you and you need to learn how to feel them, how to identify them, and then how to articulate them. So it's not so much, oh, she cheated on me or he did this or she did that. It's like, okay, but how do you feel in this moment about that person? If you do not love them anymore, why are you still with them? And then just accept that you both evolved together within that relationship and now you can evolve and grow without each other and move on. And that's all it is. That's the whole thing with the whole, if you're with someone for five years, it's just like you outgrow them. You've evolved as much as you could and you can no longer grow anymore with this person. I like that. And so then with that idea, then that isn't a blast to the ego. In that situation, it's more of just two people going separate ways, really. Exactly. And that's all breakups are. And people dramatize them. Yes, you can be hurt, and I've been hurt, and I've I've cried and cried, but at the same time, that's just like my own, I'm feeling my emotions and I'm feeling my pain, but then I'm able to get over it and not, you know, there's some people that stay in these dark holes for months and months and months. And, you know, it's great to, to, to know if you need therapy and, and, and accept that if you need to speak to someone. And obviously as a coach, I'm here to listen as well, but you don't need to stay in that dark hole. You can feel those feelings. You can share them and articulate them with someone that you trust. And then you can move on and continue to grow and evolve as a human in other relationships or with yourself, do a solo trip, that sort of thing. Yeah, I think a lot of the pain in breakups, I think mostly comes from the loss more than anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's you're But the just- loss is in the past. Right. A lot of pain it, comes from past. Exactly. And that's what, that's what people are thinking about, right? It's like the loss is painful because all you're doing is you're thinking about the memories. You're, you're, right. you're exactly right. And you're, you're going over and over the them. Yes. And the anxiousness is, what is, anxiousness is from um, past and future thinking. If you're present in this moment right now, how do you feel? Do you feel really free? Do you feel really hurt or confused, or you have to feel what you feel in this present moment. Don't start rehashing everything that's gone on in the past over and over again. This is why so many couples fight within their relationships. You're just rehashing the past or you're anxious about the future. You're worried that they are going to cheat. Be present in this moment with the person that you're with or who you are and what your status is in this moment. And that's all you need to really think about, be concerned about, feel. So that begs the question, is there ever pain in the present, in the literal present? If you cut your finger, there's going to be pain besides, <laughs> in that present moment. Besides, besides physical pain, besides physical pain. Uh-huh. Is, there, is there true there, emotional anything, pain? Yes. There's always, there's always a spectrum of emotions in the present moment, always. It's just on how you feel it and how you identify it and articulate it. And that's exactly what emotional intelligence is. So and that's how you're able to handle it. So if you're sitting there and you're in a lot of pain from the past, 
and you just focus mm-hmm. on the present. So you're not thinking about the past. Mm-hmm. You're not thinking about the future. You're just wherever you are. Maybe it's on a couch in a place mm-hmm. and you're really focused. Is there pain there? That's when you need to be in the present moment. So in the past, you have this pain body, but in the present moment, can you feel you know, your butt on the bottom of the couch? Can you feel your hands on your warm skin? Like, what are you feeling in this exact moment? How does your heart feel? What are you feeling in the present moment that has nothing to do with the past or the future? That's an enlightened way of communicating with yourself and being present with your emotional self. Now, I'm going to run this full circle back to what we were talking about earlier. And if a guy Mm -hmm. can really do that, okay, if a guy can really do that on a date with a girl, or when he first meets a girl and just focuses in the moment with her, that will be yet another way oh to tap in to that masculine energy. I believe that presence is very, very masculine. Being right there with someone. And there's no distraction mm-hmm. and you're solid and you're firm in that moment. Mm-hmm. Very sexy. Well, you tell me. You're the girl. Oh, no, absolutely. Because there's something about that grounded, like, centered self that is so masculine and so definitive that it's so attractive to a woman and a woman should be the same she should be in her being energy as well and be present in that moment and guys go crazy for that you can tell when a woman is all in her head and very flighty and overthinking things and trying to talk too much but when she's so centered and in herself as well and she's leaning back and enjoying the moment with her guy like guys like froth over that Totally. I love it. Well, Selena, we went deep. We went super deep. I love <laughs> when it. do we not? I know. When do we not? But I knew it was going to go that way because it always does. So guys, I hope you took some notes here and got a couple nuggets of wisdom. And Selena is taking clients to work with. So Selena, if the guys want to work with you on all this stuff that we just talked about, how can they find you? Absolutely. My website is www.selenabond.com and I have a coaching tab there and I have Skype services and email coaching as well. And one of them is actually called Dig Deep Skype Call because I don't want people to be afraid of kind of going deep. You know how we said our conversations always go deep. Sometimes it's the human race is so scared to be open and vulnerable and go to a deeper place. And women are really good at doing that within their relationships with other women and going deeper and deeper into what they're speaking about. And men don't often get to do that. So this is like the perfect opportunity to work with a coach, go deeper and learn how to go deeper within your relationships because you're going to feel this deeper sense of love for yourself and for another human being that you've never felt before. And that's what every single human being wants on this planet. They want that deep connection love, understanding, and to feel desired. Awesome. You guys heard it here. Check out selenabond.com. I'll put that in the show notes. Selena, thank you for being here, and it was great talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm living out my fangirl dream of being on a podcast with Trip Kramer. <laughs> I love it. It was great to have you, and if, uh, if there's good reception, we'll have you back, and we'll, we'll do some more. Perfect. Perfect.